If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. How are you doing today, Jill? I'm doing well. Hi. Hello. Hello. Colleen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hello. 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 <laughs> Sing it too. Sing it too. Hello. All right. So I, I've got a, a question for you and I, I'm just wondering, I, I don't think that this did ever happen to you, but um, we, I think we can both relate here. Um, I never had to start a new school. Like I started in first grade. I went there till eighth grade. I started at my high school. I finished at my high school. Like I never had to switch in the middle of a school year. Right. But my kids had to, like when my kids were in second grade and fourth grade, they switched and it was very hard on them. And then certainly once I was a, as a, as a teacher, I did start a position in the middle of a school year. So I took over a maternity leave in March one time, which was hard. Um, but I'm just wondering if there's any way that you can relate to that experience of coming into a school in the middle of a school year. I have not, but I always feel uh, nervous by people who have to do it because I know from a curriculum angle that there's always gaps and we try to preserve those gaps for learners and for teachers and um, those transitions are difficult. So I can feel for that uh, in a sympathetic way, but I, I uh, don't, I have never experienced it myself. Okay. Okay. So this idea today actually is is about those people who um, who have to switch schools in the middle of a school year and probably yeah you mentioned the um, the idea of academics so the the transition in academics but what I am thinking about today is actually the social shift that takes place in that and so this idea today actually came from a school in Long Beach California St Athanasius Catholic School and I was recently there for a visit and I have to tell you every time I visit the school I'm there about every five or six weeks I've been there all year every five or six weeks and every time I enter the second and third grade classroom all of the students stop what they're doing they stand up and they greet me and welcome me to their classroom and it of course reminds me of when I was in elementary school and we were taught to do that too so a long-standing tradition I think in Catholic schools but then later on in the day, I was sitting in, again, in the second and third grade classroom talking to the teacher who is Francesca Wright. 
And the principal was also in the room. Her name is Sonia Nunez. And they told me about a few new students that had come into the school mid-year. And I was wondering um, how the students were fitting in because I didn't notice as I was visiting classrooms, looking around, I didn't see any students being isolated or not collaborating. Like everything seemed to be, um, I did notice that there were a couple more bodies in the room, but I didn't notice that anybody seemed new or wasn't fitting in. And so this is amazing. I'm going to interrupt and say, I love, <laughs> yeah, I love St. Athanasius because it's one of my <laughs> micro schools. So I'm also uh-huh. there three times a year. So I go again next week to work with them. And, uh, those classrooms are lovely and they're starting to fill up. So that's mm-hmm. the thing is, uh, there's mm-hmm. a range of number of students in a micro school and because they're doing amazing things, I'm not surprised that they're onboarding students mid year because it's gained a little bit of attention and their classrooms are really solid. Yeah. So I'm not surprised by what yep. you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious now, Colleen, how do they build that culture or how do they onboard kids or teachers if it's mid-year? So, well, Francesca herself, she does train her students. Anytime someone comes in, if an adult walks into the room, you, you welcome them into your classroom, you, you greet them. Um, It's really beautiful. But the way that they do that with the students too, it, you know, it's just, it's something about the community where they are, um, they're excited when someone new joins. They're, they're very proud of their community, I think. And it, it is a pretty tight-knit community, which um, it, that's that's a benefit of a micro school, right? In those right. smaller learning environments. But when a new person comes in, it's like the other students notice, oh, they're new here. I'm going to reach out to them. Like the first day that this new student started in the second, third grade, the one little girl looked at Mrs. Wright and said, is that a new student? And she said, yeah. And she said, oh, well, I'm going to go talk to her. And that's just how you do. You don't I let people grapple. That. You don't let them be uncomfortable. I know. And we love that. Like my own children do this. And I do, well, I mean, a school leader now, but when, mm. when we welcome a new family and you just want to embrace them and you want to show them all the things mm-hmm. and tell them all the, all the reasons that the community is strong and solid. And as a kid, I remember loving that there were new classmates because you're with a little family. You're with, even if you're in a larger Catholic school, you know everybody really, really well in elementary school. So if you have a new fresh face to be a friend, uh, that's that's exciting no matter what. I remember in second grade, the new kid that came in. I remember in fourth yeah. grade, the new girl that came in. And I like I latch onto those people and be like, I, I was always excited too that a new person was there. I wanted to know about them. So um, so what I'm what I'm what I have to point out though about this school, like that isn't contrived. I know that when an adult comes into Francesca Wright's classroom, she tells the students, you stand up, you welcome that person. And that's just, you know, that's part of how she trains them. But they also do it naturally as a community, how they welcome people in. But we have talked about this before, Jill. And I think that I have said when a community of adults models community models, respect for one another and care for one another, that the students are going to reflect that. And that is the genuine piece of school culture in this community, because I've seen it among the teachers too. So I'm going to ask you where, because I, I mean, I can give you specific examples. Where have you seen the teachers at St. Athanasius build each other up? Well, it's funny you're saying this because on a recent call with them, Francesca uh, shared with me. So I have in my notes right here. I just pulled them up as we were talking, as you're starting to mention her. And I thought, ooh, I also had a conversation with Mm. Francesca lately. She said (laughs) she recently was onboarding a new student and she wanted to give a shout out to her colleague next door, Getsy, because the new student was being onboarded and she needed, the new student needed lots of uh, phonics skills, 
which is, you know, is kind of the jam of the teacher next door. So Getsy gave her a ton of materials and so that they could, um, they could put the new student in that just right pathway instead of just assuming that that mm-hmm. student needed all the things that her classmates needed. So just that onboarding piece of helping each other and giving each other materials was one thing I wanted to talk about soon anyway, because it was in my notes. So shout out that we both noticed something happening in this particular classroom. Well, not only that, but okay, so I'm going to go back to the beginning of the school year when Getsy Ranero was a new teacher at the beginning of the school year and Francesca Wright, Francesca Wright is a seasoned, she is blended learning certified, like she's kind of the the go-to in the school that, you know, in the beginning when Getsy was just learning the ropes, um, there were some things where she was like, I don't have resources for this or that. And we said, you know what, go next door. We know that Mrs. Wright has those things and she can share with you. So I love that, you know, in the middle of the school year, we find that they actually lean on each other and it doesn't matter. We've talked about this with mentorship too, Jill. It doesn't matter like who's the seasoned teacher. And it's like when you need someone from your, when you need something from your colleague, your colleague can be there for you. And it doesn't matter who the new person is and who the seasoned person is. That's just community. That's professional community. It's beautiful. Well, and think about the teacher's lounge. So um, in a micro school, they're not all sitting around a teacher's lounge. Obviously they're all doing Mm -mm. things, but at some moment, they each had to say to each other, Hey, I'm struggling. Can you help me? Or what do you yes. have to help me? Maybe they didn't say I'm struggling, but they're saying like, Hey, mm-hmm. I trust you. And I know you might have something for me. What, how can you help me in this situation? And that's what we need to do over and over again. So that's a shout out to each of them for showing their vulnerability to each other and lifting each other up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only that, but Hey, I have a student that needs something. And if I don't have what that child needs, these students are all of our students. We're a team. This is our family. This is how we take care. And on that note, Jill, that's the bell. (laughs) So thank you so much. This was a great conversation about St. Athanasius. So thanks for the energy boost. We love exploring ideas from teachers and principals and affirming all of their efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time.